Hey everybody, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, a place for you to show up authentically and vulnerably in a safe atmosphere where you are seen, where you are loved, and someone wants to come beside you and walk with you. Let's get started. Everybody, welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf. Um, as always, I am Aaron, the Warrior. Right over there is Mark, the Wolf. And welcome back to episode number fifteen. Hard to believe it's episode fifteen already. It is. I, I'm enjoying it, man. This hard, is this is a hoot nanny. A hoot and a half, right? It's hard to believe that we're still allowed to do this for now. <laughs> the internet's a beautiful thing, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> um, no, so today it's kind of, a, kind of an interesting topic that you brought up, kind of continuing uh, maybe some of the movie-themed yeah. podcasts, uh, episodes, at least t- in title. But uh, this is a good one you brought up, we talked about last time. So we're calling this one um, The Man in the Iron Mask. Um, so it's something that you had brought up that you wanted to talk about. So I'll let you kind of dive into your reasoning and, this, and, and why we're doing this and what we want to talk about. Um, but first we, as we always do start every episode just to get ready is to yeah. do a check-in. So, um, yeah, I'm going to throw it over to you to get it done in just a minute. But just as a reminder, uh, for those of you keeping score at home, we talk about, uh, the core emotions, talking about happy, sad, excited, scared, tender, angry. I know it's not in the right order, but that's the way my dyslexic brain is working today. They're all there. Um, the acronym sachet. So without further ado, Mr. Wolf. Yeah. You know, buddy, I, I, I realize as we get ready to check in for this one, a lot of fear. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm scared. Um, sad and tender. Um, th- th- this is, a, this is a, a super personal one for me. I, and, and anytime that I have to dig into stuff that I don't feel like I'm good at, or I want to do better at, I get sad. I get scared. Um, because I feel like I should be awesome or I have to be awesome at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't like showing up uh, in a way where I'm not exactly what I want to be and, 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 and killing it. So, uh, yeah, sad, scared, tender about that. Uh, happy and excited. Uh, yeah, it's a day that ends in Y, so baseball. <laughs> um, we, we are in full swing, uh, so excited about that. Uh, really excited about uh, time with uh, our family uh, it'll be good to spend some time with um, Jen and uh, the rest of the crew. Uh, and, and I'm realizing too, uh, excited, uh, I get time with you after our episode today. I get to uh, hang out with you for lunch. So really, really excited about that. With that, I'm in. Welcome. Yeah, so gosh, I'm uh, happy, excited, um, scared, angry. Um happy and excited i'm same thing i'm excited to spend some time uh for lunch real quick after uh, before my two-hour drive back home um i enjoy that time too by myself in the truck it's always nice um talk about sports um i'm talking about coaching my son's um third and fourth grade flag football team which is an exercise in 
and patience and grace. Um, having to remember that nobody's career was made off of third and fourth grade flag football. Um, the boys try really hard. Um, coaching my kid is a little more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, have to take off the dad hat a lot of times and be in coach mode. And, um, it's, it's fun. It's fun doing that. Um, scared and excited at the same time. You know, I've talked about my new, my new job venture jumping into, um, working with a fellowship of Christian athletes, not, not a plug, just a, <laughs> a where I'm at. Um, but part of that was working in ministry and, um, raising and getting support for that. So that's exciting and scary at the same time. Um, yeah, so I believe that was it. So with that, I am in. Welcome. And as always, uh, you may not hear him. You may not be able to see him. You just wish that you could. Right over there is the wizard. Brian is helping us out today. We appreciate you, buddy. Uh, love having you part of the team. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. It's a movie. It is. Great movie. Yeah. Incredible cast, if you think about it. It's pretty okay. Uh, Leo DiCaprio. Yep. Gerard Depardieu. Say that again. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, that's the French accent. Poof. Yeah, I like that. Um, Jeremy Irons. Yep. John Malkovich. John alone. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I digress into actors. So the whole... If you haven't, if you don't know the story, just a real quick, before you get into why you wanted to do the episode, the whole premise behind the movie is, was it King Louis Fourteenth, something around there, one of those numbers, had an identical twin brother and had him locked in a tower, fashioned in an iron mask so nobody ever knew who he was. Um, the three musketeers rescue him, or part of the, they were part of the musketeers, rescue him, and have a plan to replace the actual evil king with his twin brother who had been in a mask his whole life. So that's from behind the movie. So how does that tie into what you wanted to talk about for the episode? Yeah. So uh, again, man, I am, I'm in this zone right now of self-reflection and trying to figure out more about me. Why do I operate the way that I do? Uh, how do I want to operate and what needs to change in order for me to get from where I am to where I want to be in regards to, who I am, the man that I want to be and how I operate in that space. And I realized uh, myriad different reasons why I mask fear, sadness, sometimes tenderness, any other emotion. I'll Even the happy and excited part, right? Mm-hmm. I will mask that with humor. I will mask that with negative self-talk. I will mask that with something to take the attention away from where I'm at in that emotion. And I I just, I realized, brother, that I, number one, it's something that I want to change about me. But as I look at men around me and I step into different leadership roles, especially within the Crucible Project, uh, as well as some of the stuff that I do uh, here at, at work in the office and everything else, I just want to show up 
better. I want to show up differently. I want to show up who I am is okay. And again, we were talking about it um, before we started recording. I uh, am very, very quick to point out that my I'm I'm aging, and I <laughs> often go to that default of I'm old, and I'm not. And I know that that sounds weird. I, for those of you scoring at home, I'm 47 years of age and I don't have a problem. But uh, Gary Vaynerchuk brought up something. I'm at, I'm at halftime. I'm about the same age as Gary. I think I'm one month younger than he is. But I'm at halftime. If you think about it, I, we're probably going to live into our 90s. If modern science has anything to do with it, there's a very real likelihood that we'll live into our 90s. So I'm at halftime. I'm not old. Yeah. But I'm sad and I'm scared the way that my body's reacting to certain things. I'm sad. I'm scared about how my body shows up anymore. Uh, certainly not stoked about the overall physical appearance anymore. Uh, and so it's just the default of, ah, I'm the old guy. No, I'm not. I I'm doing the absolute best that I can. I'm caring for myself and I'm showing up the way that I want to show up. I know that it's weird. <laughs> um, that's not, that's negative self-talk too. I know it may seem weird for some to get excited about new insoles. I have new insoles. That's okay. And so I realized that I mask so much of my life with humor, with negative self-talk, with, with something rather than just stepping into it authentically and in power. Yeah. And so it's just something I want to change. It's interesting because we both live we both live in that world, and even just as recently as talking shortly before we started this episode, we were talking about the getting old, and, and I've checked in for the last couple months about dealing with gout and tooth pain, and I was telling you on our trip to trip to Hawaii, while most people are trying to like smuggle in booze in their suitcase, or I'm like drinking tart cherry juice because it's an anti-inflammatory. <laughs> And I wanted, so, so we were in some, some of the negative self talk about like, yeah, getting like, you said it a couple episodes ago, man, getting old ain't for sissies, Yeah. but maybe a way to, you know, the negative self talk was like, Hey, we're, we're seasoned. Like we're getting experience. Like we're still around. We'll be grateful. But I get, I'm with you. Like, I'm excited about like the same thing about like, now my foot doesn't hurt or I'm actually excited to go to the dentist and maybe get a root canal to keep my tooth from hurting. Yeah, I'm not excited about the roof, the root canal. No, That's I'm not, not. I mean, but I'm excited about the relief that it might bring. But no, to tie that back into like, I think even before, like we were masking kind of this with some with some humor about like getting old, mm -hmm. um, you know. And so it leads me to the kind of the question. So in the movie or in the story, man, and Iron mask in the book or everywhere you want to look at it. So the mask initially was forcefully placed on the twin brother, right? Mm -hmm. So the mask was initially placed on him without his, his consent, but he wore it. So much to the point where after he had been rescued, at some one point he ended up sitting in like the moonlight with the mask back on because it's all he's ever known. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question for you and, and, you know, curiosity comes up like, are there masks that have been placed on you that you choose to continue to wear or are there masks that you have created and put on or is it, or is it both? Gosh, I love you and your questions. Um, so it's twofold, right? I always, I always default to um, Eminem Rabbit in Eight Mile, right? Mm -hmm. That that rap battle that he does, where he just goes off on himself, and here's all the negative shit about me. Here's all the stuff that's going wrong in my life, and it leaves the next guy nothing. Yep. Right. That guy can't say anything, and Rabbit wins. Yep. 
So if I give you everything about me before you can, I'm safe. I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. You can't hurt me in that space. Other thing is I do have a tendency to be funny. Mm -hmm. I, I get, I get comments a lot. Ah, oh, you're a funny guy. And, and I, and I appreciate that. And it's, I, I go back to your story. You found a way to be liked. Oh, you like this about me. So I'll just do this. So it actually serves a dual purpose. Number one, you can't hurt me if I get there first. And number two, you'll like me if I'm funny. Yeah. Right. And, and so uh, it's oddly enough, the self-deprecation serves as a way for you to like me. So and is so, that a mask that was placed on you or that you put on yourself? Um, I, I think that it's a mask that I put on myself. Okay. I, I don't really feel like anybody, I don't remember a time growing up. Like I remember uh, my parents went through a divorce and I, I realized years later how much that really impacted me. But I'm like, oh, this is fine. I, I don't want to be the kid whose parents are divorced. And again, my mom gave me that, oh, don't say that. Make sure you look a certain way. Or I, I got that from my mom. So I, I, it wasn't placed on me, but I realized there was solace in that. There was safety in that, right? So act a certain way, look a certain way, be a certain way. And that's how people are going to like you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that the mask was put on me, but I realized early, early on that it was safer to have the mask on um, and it was more accepting. I, I felt like I was easier to be accepted and be seen with that mask on. Yeah. So that's the route that I took. No, that makes sense. You know, for, for me, I would answer that question. I would say that I think the mask was put on me, but I made it my own. Oh, you custom fit it. I'm definitely, I definitely resonate with the part of like putting the mask back on to feel safe. So we talked about humor and both of us live in that world. Both of us are, I, I, I usually say that like one of my spiritual gifts is being a smart ass. Um, so, you know, we're talking like, I feel like humor, humor is definitely a gift. Thousand percent. I believe yeah. humor is a gift and a skill. Yep. So I'm trying to be deep and tie this into like the iron part. Yeah. So iron and the way to shape it is an incredible, incredible tool mm -hmm. is a gift. But when you turn it into like a mask, it becomes like, like we used our humor to protect ourselves, same as the iron can be used to protect something. Yeah. But it also keeps the real genuine person or real genuine man, men that we are from coming out. Yeah. So <clears throat> I remember going into my initial weekend, um, just like I, I coming out of my initial week and craving authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, man, if people would just see me for who I am and breaking that habit, breaking that mold of, I have to be a certain way for people to see me or appreciate me or accept me where I'm at. That was a big deal. So it's taken a lot of growth to understand that I, who I am authentically is lovable and worth being seen. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this mask. But when we talk about the iron element of it, it's so real because it's like, it's so impenetrable. You can't get to me here. Yeah. And it's really, it, it, it was 
unique to me because in my authenticity, I'm like, I want to be seen while at the same time, I can't have you seeing me. And so that, that weird dichotomy of, I want you to see me, but I want you to be okay with what you see. Mm-hmm. So I, the iron is taking me longer to get through, I think, than anybody else. I, I, genuinely. Wait, it, no, it makes total like, sense. I, I'm having a, re, like, the, co- the internal conversations that I've had to have with myself have been really, really eye-opening. And then I check out of our men's group so I can go lead another one. I got to check out of ours. And the men were awesome. I didn't realize, well, we think you mask. Yeah, I got that. But they're like, but seeing you take these steps makes me feel, oh, okay, Mark did it. So now it's time for me to do it. I can do it. Yeah. And, and, and as a leader, and I am, I have, I have those qualities about me. I am, I'm a natural leader. And I didn't realize that other people are looking at me, waiting on me to take that mask off because once I do it, and man, brother, it was so eye-opening. I was like, ah, in order for me to be not only the man that I want to be, but the leader that I crave and desire to be, I have to show up authentically. People are waiting and, and people can sniff out bullshit. Let's be honest, right? Oh, yeah. You and I have been called out how many times about we're masking. And I'm trying <laughs> to figure out, okay, I, so I stop myself a lot anymore. And I'm like, am I masking or am I just being funny? Because yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want to mask. I want to show up the way that I want to show up. But that iron um, was more difficult for me to get through, I think, than anybody else. Yeah, so... For, for me, the wanting to, the masking and still wanting to be seen, to quote the uh, great philosopher Michael Scott, was your classic difficult decision. Because um, I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be seen behind the mask, but I didn't want to take it off for, you, for people to see me. Right. I wanted people to be able to like, see past it, like some sort of like Superman x-ray vision. It's like, I want to be seen. I want to be authentic, but I'm not taking this off. You know, hearing you say that, dude, light bulb moment. Like, I knew I wanted to be seen because I would walk out in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, let's go. I can't wait to be around people, but I want to make sure you're seeing a version of me that I'm okay with you seeing. Because the second you find out about the infidelity, the second that you find out about uh, what the lying, the second that you find out about anything that that i have done that i'm not scared yeah Uh, oh oh you're scared of this you're a sissy oh yeah oh why are you sad about that suck it up just move on with your life and it's like oh man like that's yeah that that's good stuff man i appreciate that so it's when we we talk about our, our weekends right and we talk about it's like fight club like the reason like we say everybody i say everybody everybody i care about Anybody within the sound of my voice, I think you should do a crucible weekend. Looking or, at you, wizard. Or <laughs> I'm directly looking. Um, where are you going, Brian? Get back. No. Uh, <laughs> and Brian has got out. Um, or something similar. There's other there's other groups or other weekends. But the reason <laughs> inevitably, like when we sit, tell somebody, tell you tell another dude, you're like, hey, you should really do this weekend. I did, blah, blah, blah. First question they ask is like, well, what do we do? Like, well, I'm not going to tell you. 
He's like, why, why, why can't you tell me? I was like, well, it's like Fight Club. It's like first rule Fight Club is you don't tell people about Fight Club. And it's not to be cheeky. It's not to be funny. But talking about masking, especially as men, if we – no, I'm not going to say wait. Me going into a situation that I know what's going to happen, I can prepare to go surface level, put on a mask, show up exactly how I want you to see me. So to create environments where – especially men and where I felt safe to just take, finally take off the mask and be like, okay, let's see what happens. And to come out of that and really actually be seen. And then to come out of that with men like yourself and the guys in our circle and be like really seen at like my worst possible moments. And that for me, that's what started to break down that the iron mask, I guess. Yeah. I, um, another reason that we do that is every man's going to experience our weekend differently. And I actually approached it a different way. We both Um, went in very differently. Yeah. Um, I approached it a different way. I have had men in my life who are like, you're different. Yep. I want to, what do you, what do you have going on there? So I just waited. I agree. I, I believe there's something in our work for every man. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different for every man. Like I've reached out to, to lots of folks and they're just like, see what it's doing in you, love what it's doing in you. It's not for me. Yeah, right. which is fine. My favorite part and, and where my mask really started, I could chunk away at my mask was my wife saw a difference. Yep. We didn't say anything because again, we get home, hey, how was the weekend? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it was great. And I can tell you about sachet emotions and then we're going to move on. All right. So it took you 48 hours to learn about sachet. Yes. That's. And then over time she was like, yeah, keep, keep doing the work that you're doing because I see something. So to be accepted, but it was interesting in order to be accepted, I have to be willing to accept me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it's one of the biggest things like, once I accept my story, you can't use it against me. Yeah. I was just doing it in a way that I, that wasn't as productive as I wanted it to be. My story is my story, but rather than saying, Oh, you know, I'm the fat old guy or, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who's adulterous or whatever. Like it, it's one thing to be in tune with my story. It's another thing to poke fun at it and act. Oh yeah. It's funny, huh? Cause it's not. Yeah. And so, so the mask for me, man, like I said, it's just something I want to be able to show up. And I, and I, and I realize that I'm not going to be able to show up with everybody. Not everybody's going to be okay with what I have to say about my story. Not everybody's going to be okay. Oh, this happened. You know, I, I just cannot associate with you. That's fair. But this is how I'm going to show up. But that's still being seen. It is, it, it is, be, but like I said, that mask for me always used to be, I want to be, and I want you to like me when you see oh, me, right? Yeah, it, and, and so. A thousand percent, I get that. Yeah. Thank you for adding the line. Yeah, that's good. That's, so that's for you. It's, for me, it's just, I do want you to like me. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. But I want you to like me. Yeah. Not the version of me I, you think you're getting to know. Not my representative. Yeah. I want you to know me. And it's interesting. 
You got something? Go ahead. We can finish. It's I just had a light bulb be, moment. Because even from a professional standpoint, I'm unapologetically myself. Yep. I understand that you're not going to like working with me. I understand that I'm quote unquote a lot for some people. And that's okay. I'm not willing to change who I am anymore to fit the mold that you think I should fit. Yeah. What's your light bulb? Okay. So light bulb moment. And this ties into the movie. This is crazy. Like, okay. So the Musketeers, whatever, they rescue the twin brother, right? Then what do they start doing? If you haven't seen the movie, they start training him. They start training him to impersonate the mean, evil king. The king. Right? His mannerisms. His, how, you know, train him to fight, train him to dance, train him to be royalty. And he can't do it. He cannot bring himself to be that cruel, to be that cold. So much to the point when a woman falls in front of him, you know, the king would have just dismissed her. He steps down. So I'm equating it to what we're talking about. It's like, we take off the mask, we're rescued, but then we still try to train ourselves to be what we're expected to be. And in the same sense, like he really was successful and free when he decided to be himself and operate in that way. And I know it's hokey and I know it's a movie, but for me, it just, it, the light bulb is resonating. Be like, you know, even you talk about like we do these weekends we show back up at home. You know, we have, if anybody's ever been to like a, like a church camp or a men's retreat, like you have these mountaintop, mountain high experiences. Like you come down and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's yeah. on fire. You know, church camp, everybody gets saved at the end of the week. And, you know, but, and then you, you get back into the reality. So for me, equating it to the movie is like doing the actual work. Because you can go on a weekend and learn a bunch of stuff. But if you don't do anything with it, it doesn't mean anything. And the light bulb moment for me is that exact scene. The fact that somebody else is trying to make him something. Yeah. Somebody else. So when I go down the mountain and I'm in the, the quote unquote real world, right? Everybody else is trying to make me a certain way. I need, we need you to fit into this right here so you can serve our purpose. I'm so sorry. I don't do that anymore. I've chosen a life of freedom. I want to do this. And I realize that that's not for everybody. And I know that that's not going to serve you very well. And that's okay. Yeah. It serves me. Right. And, and, and I, and there was a time when I've been like, oh, that's really selfish. But when I say that serves me, I want to be the absolute best husband I can for my wife, not your wife, not somebody else's wife. Not what I think the quote unquote ideal husband should be. I want to be the best husband I can be for my wife. I want to be the best dad that I can be for my kids. Yeah. Not somebody else's. And man, that switch flipped. And I have been passionately, aggressively seeking the best version of me that I can possibly be in those spaces. And it's been really, really enlightening because um, I, I always... I talk about when the pandemic hit, I'm very much a hugger. I'm an extroverted hugger. I love hugging. I'm, I am that guy. And the pandemic made me realize that um, I'm kind of an island. Not everybody, not everybody likes hugs. Though. I mean, Olaf does, right? But not everybody <laughs> likes warm hugs. And I was like, oh, oh, I should stop doing that. And immediately, why? Because somebody else doesn't like it? No. If somebody else doesn't want to hug, hey, don't hug me. Okay. 
Um, Tanya, we brought up Tanya a few episodes ago, her podcast, Swipe Left or Right. And uh, she reached out. She and I were kind of going back and forth on social media this week. And she's like, I knew from the moment that I told you to not hug me that we were going to be friends. She's not a hugger. Mm -hmm. I am. She's not sacrificing who she is. I'm not sacrificing who I am. And we're great friends. Like, I dig that, man. Like, that's, it's so freeing to know that who I am isn't inhibiting who you want to be. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. And for me, and as we're talking, like, I'm thinking about, like, your story and, you know, you growing up and, 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 and just me. I, f- I feel like, like, we talk about, like, the mask or, like, the iron mask. But, I, gosh, I feel like I have so many different masks for different situations. Yeah. Pick whichever one fits the situation. I mean, you know, the kid that was abused, the kid that wasn't fought for, the kid that's a, a, the adult that's afraid. And I'm I'm sure you have I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah. So because I mean I I'm sure that you know from you know being a kid and what your mom told you like put on this happy face and be funny <laughs> to then after your your infidelity story. Yeah. Um. I think I I still keep my masks in the back of the closet. <laughs> I I I'll be totally honest, brother. There's no chance. I will not lie and tell you I've thrown away those masks. There's I haven't. No 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 no. They're there. And it's just a matter. I equate it to, I know that I probably should eat different things. Yeah. That doesn't mean I quit buying the groceries that I shouldn't eat. The Oreos are in the cabinet, dude. But when I go to get a snack, should I get an apple or should I get an Oreo? Don't ask me because I'm not a big <laughs> But you catch what I'm throwing. Like, I want to show up a certain way. Yeah. But... I still show up a different way sometimes. It, and again, we've talked about it before. Just because we step into these spaces and we do this work, it doesn't mean that we're fixed. It doesn't mean that the work is done. I still show up in ways that I don't want to show up. I'm just exponentially more cognizant of it. Like when we say, you know, I even found when you, when you were talking about the movie, it sounds hokey. No, it doesn't. Right? Yeah. Like I'm so acutely aware of that stuff. Oh, crap. I didn't want to say it that way. And so the masks, I, I don't know that all. And I, and I realize, as I say it, I feel shame in saying this. I don't know that I'll ever get rid of the masks, but I will do my absolute best to show up and not wear them. Well, I think, I, and I, I feel like that, and this isn't, I just feel like it's human nature. I feel like it's human nature to want to belong. And it's, 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 we want to be liked and we want to belong in situations. I think the difference between men like, or people like you and I, or people like my wife that have done non-work, and, and just the guys that we know that have done work, you say you become acutely aware of what's going on. Because mm-hmm. like when you have, like, like between you and I, like we have permission in each other's life to be like, you're masking something and I'm calling bullshit on you. And, and we both know immediately when that's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not that we're ever going to get, and I don't know if we should or will able as anybody will be able to get rid of the masks. Right. For, for me, the victory comes in what we're talking about is having, having the self-awareness to know, okay, well, I'm masking in this situation. Well, why am I, why am I doing this? What about me? Why, you know, why am I choosing to put this back on? And to, it's the second part of that is having people in your life to call bullshit on you, to be like, okay, why are you putting this mask on? 
and, and in, in a safe in a safe way because for the longest time especially as a man I never wanted to be called out for that like mm-hmm. screw you dude like you don't know me you don't know what I've been through but now that I've put that stuff out there and like let people see behind the mask it's like you know people like you like I mean I still get mad and say screw you dude <laughs> you but, do but for, that's, but, that's true you but do. for different reasons because none of us <laughs> like to be called out but in a safe way it's like you're, we're helping each other recognize yeah. why we're doing what we're doing yeah and, and you, you said something there it's human nature I appreciate that, mm-hmm. and I want something more. I think that's okay to want something to be something. I mean, there's a lot of things that are human nature that I'm not okay with doing. And I know where you're going, Grace. Yeah, I know where you're going, and I and I love that about you. But man, I I'm a, again. I use the word aggressively yeah. searching for the best possible me because if I am genuinely at halftime, like I say I am. Mm-hmm. That means I have a whole nother half to play mm-hmm. and I want to play it the best way I possibly can. I want to play it being the man that I know I was created to be. Yeah. I, I'm with, and I'm not saying that with the human nature thing, I'm just saying that, what am I trying to say? It's like people, like it's okay. Like we're all in the same it's boat. Grace. It's great. It's great. It's like you, we, we all want to be better, but you got to recognize the issue before you can, Yep. you got to see what's broken before you fix it. The self-awareness has been good for me. Oh, same. I freaking love it. Well, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> Loving it is a different... Overall, I, I like the results. But man, walking into it, a lot, again, as I checked in, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness, because it's like, man, there's still... Even after all this work I've done, there's still more I have to do. If somebody walks in, they're like, oh, I enjoy this process. It's fun. Again, bullshit. <laughs> this right. isn't fun. Yeah. Like going through it isn't fun. Going through battle, going through wars, going through tests is not fun. The results and where you can get can be enjoyable for sure. It boils down to the three decisions that I absolutely love. What is it you want? What's the price you're going to have to pay to get it? Now you have to pay that price. Yeah. like That's the conversation. What do you want? I want this. What's it going to cost you to get it? this, then you have to pay that Are price. Are you willing to pay that price? Exactly. Well, let's throw a bow on it, buddy. I, man, I, I did. I was really excited about this episode because um, the self-reflection for me is a big, big deal. Yeah. I know it's not fun to walk into, but I find myself stretching and being willing to walk into uncomfortable spaces to be a better version of the human I want to be. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm the same way. Like taking off, like letting people see behind the masks has provided more safety for me. Um, still a work in progress still learning to, to do it. Um, I appreciate you being a safe space for me. Yeah, you too. You. you know, to, to end it, I want to maybe get a little lighthearted and go back to a few episodes ago about goofy crap my kids do to make you laugh. <laughs> what you got? So this one's about my youngest. And I was telling you about this, <clears throat> this story. And he's, he's four. Um, and we were just recently in Hawaii. And uh, he's kind of afraid of swimming. He doesn't really. He's dabbling in it. So he's wearing his little life jacket. He decided his space was hanging out on the pool stairs, which is fine. He's having a great time. Till the last day, till some uh, young ladies took interest in him. And again, he's four, but some some girls were just talking with him, and he was telling stories and cracking jokes, and they started to drift off into the pool. The next thing you know, my four-year-old's like in the middle of the pool swimming. So we're cracking. <laughs> it was cracking jokes about 
that's like an, I think that's just a great analogy or metaphor. Whatever you want to talk about for for male life. Like how many times have we done maybe stupid stuff we weren't ready for to impress a girl? Anybody to impress anybody? Anybody? You know what I mean? Yeah. But especially I, dude, for I, me, it's like like my yeah. wife's like, can you can you build a you know I married a designer. She's like, can you build this intricate table? Like, yeah, I could do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I and then I find myself no in the middle of the pool going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> So a little lighthearted thing about some dude, I, but it, I did it. I did it growing up to, to fit in with guys on sports teams to yeah. fit in. Uh, yes. To, to get the attention of a young lady, uh, to get the attention of the people I was working with. I get it. So Man, highly it, it ties into the love doing him. something. You're not ready to find yourself in the middle of a pool all of a sudden. Saving money on swimming lessons, man. Right. That's good. Right. Hey, as always, if, uh, you have, uh, if you are so inclined, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at the Warrior and the Wolf Podcast. That's the handle there. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can do so at the Warrior and the Wolf at gmail.com. Uh, and again, uh, it would mean a lot if you uh, liked this episode, if you subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment. Tell us what you want to hear, what you got out of the episode. Uh, that means a lot to us. We very, very much appreciate your support in that space. Um, thanks so much for reaching out. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you next week on the Warrior in the Wolf podcast. Later. Later.